here was for, uh, around during Superstorm Standy? Ah, yes. Very profound moment in time for all of you. You're all very familiar with the risks, the costs, the hazards, the difficulty, the cleanup that was associated with Superstorm Standy. That is an acute flood risk. And I'm going to talk more about that acute flood risk. And I want to talk about what the University of Miami is doing, its research, to try to predict floods into the future. Ah, a few days in advance, a few weeks in advance, a few seasons in advance, and a few years in advance. And we're going to predict both the chronic but also the acute. And that's really important. If you're a, a manager of resources, if you have to make decisions, you need a holistic approach. You need to know all the risks, where all the signals are coming from if you're going to make decisions about how you plan and move infrastructure. I want to underscore one key point. The University of Miami is making predictions today with a tool that we developed based on our science that the federal government uses on a day-to-day -day basis. This is a remarkable achievement. The federal government, the U.S. federal government, came to us to help develop a tool that's being used to predict flood risk today. So there's three things, three key ingredients that I want to talk about. There's more, but these are the key ingredients. We worry about uh, extreme rainfall. You think of Superstorm Sandy. We need to think about storm surge. You think of Superstorm Sandy. We need to worry about sea level rise. If you live along the coast and the eastern seaboard, you're going to be worried about sea level rise. All of these three factors are affected by natural variability. They go up and down. There's one in 500 year storms in Baton Rouge. There is um, uh, undulations in sea level off Miami Beach associated with how the ocean circulates. But also, all three of these elements are affected by climate change. Let's go back to Baton Rouge. Those one in 500 year floods, there have been eight of them in the last five years. Eight one in 500 year floods in the last five years. So part of what's going on is climate change, and part of what's going on is natural variability. And when we make a prediction system, when we build a tool to help people plan and respond, we have to build a tool that includes all of these effects. And that's what the University of Miami does. So the other point I made is we had to worry about storm surge and uh, 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 extreme rainfall, and we had to worry about sea level, all three of those factors. This is a plot showing you the flood occurrence in Miami Beach based on uh, insurance claims. And when you look at these bars, yes, they're increasing, but you can also see the ingredients. Where does, it, where does the flood come from? And that's also very important. And what you can see is, let's say 2013, two-thirds of the floods came from sea level rise, tidal flooding, but one-third came from extreme rainfall. So you have to include all of these factors when you're estimating what the flood risk is in the future. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about the storm surge and the um, uh, extreme rainfall part. And I'm really, I'm really quite proud of this part. This is really a, a, a fantastic achievement. The University of Miami is bringing research into action. It's generating actionable science. The University of Miami has a team of scientists that, are, that have led the development of this new tool that's being used today by the federal government of the United States to make predictions. These are predictions that you don't even realize you rely on. These are the official forecasts that NOAA releases. When you're planning your Caribbean vacation, your cruise, and you said, uh-oh, the seasonal hurricane forecast is too, too risky, too many hurricanes. That's based on this system.
that the University of Miami developed. It's really a, a magnificent achievement. And the federal government approached us in developing this product, in developing this tool. They approached us because we've been doing the science, the scientific foundation, the research of this tool for a very long time. Not only that, they approached us because we've been leaders in the field, leaders in the world, demonstrating that this tool would work. And finally, they approached us because we have the infrastructure. We have the teams in place. This uh, 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 soup of uh, logos here is that team that's in place. At the top is the Marine School. That's where the, the intellectual leadership, the scientific ideas come from. The Center for Computational Science, the tool here is very computationally intensive. We couldn't do it without the Center for Computational Science. My mantra with Noah and I work with them is on time, in real time, all the time. And it's only through CCS that we're able to deliver that. And then finally, this cooperative uh, institute. That's our vehicle for reaching out into the federal government to make sure these forecasts are readily accessible to the federal government. So I just want to show you one example. Unfortunately, this coming winter, the forecasts aren't very exciting. But last winter, they were exciting. And so this is a forecast from last winter. And the green parts are showing you the forecast made by this tool. It's a really well-calibrated tool. It's a tool that's very readily accessible to people that have to make decisions. And it's showing you what the risk is of extreme rainfall through the whole southern tier of the US, that much of the southern US had a 70% chance of increased rainfall. And the northern tier had a decrease of rainfall, a very powerful tool for people that have to make decisions. Okay, let's talk about sea level rise. And this is another new tool that we're developing. And this one we're also very excited about. In, in part, when I'm telling you about this, you have to take a step back and think about what we currently use, what the U.S. national model currently is. The U.S. national model. The model that goes to the, the UN, the IPCC, that makes those climate change assessments, that's that model. It doesn't look like nature to me. It doesn't capture the coastline very well. It doesn't capture that contrast. The University of Miami, however, has been developing a new tool and working very hard. That's this new tool. And it looks much more credible to me. It captures that warm water going up the coast. It captures, the, most importantly, that, that very sharp contrast with what's going on to the north and the very warm water to the south. This is a key ingredient. So this is, this, is a, this is a tool that we're still working on that's really at the forefront, the bleeding edge of what, what can be accomplished today. And what I want to emphasize here is that all of the University of Miami comes together. The School of Engineering, I'm highlighting the School of Engineering and thinking about engineering solutions and adaptation solutions to this climate change problem, the sea level rise problem, and also the School of Architecture for design solutions and how best to use space. So the University of Miami is really committed, is really committed to do science, to do basic research that has societal benefit. Our job, as we go forward, our job is to create new knowledge. But when we do that creation, when we generate new knowledge, we need to be guided by societal purpose. What is this information going to be used for? And that's really important as the university goes forward. Once we've, you know, that project for predicting extreme rainfall that I talked about earlier, as that project has reached maturity, it becomes part of the fabric of how the government does things. We surrender that to the government. We let them take over and we move on to the next frontier. For us to move on to that next frontier, the new horizon, the new challenges, 
We need a new infrastructure. We need new investments. We need a younger version of me, a little mini me. And so the challenge for all of us today in the federal government and all of you is how do we ensure that the university continues to move forward, continues to embrace those new challenges, those new horizons that make a great future for our country. I'm confident we can adapt and respond to the risk that's associated with flood and sea level rise, and we have a great future at the University of Miami. Thank you.